Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Hey everybody, this is Reba, and we are so glad you joined us today on the Rooted Deep podcast. Allie and I are sitting here, and we are still moving along in our discussion of the book of Philippians. And we're in chapter three today. And um, ironically, as we, you know, as we write through this and we read, or excuse me, as we read through this, we understand that Paul is writing a letter. Mm-hmm. So it's not broken up in verses and in chapter divisions as he was writing this original. Right, yeah. Yeah. So today he says he starts it off with finally. So we understand that he's drawing to some concluding, mm-hmm. concluding thoughts. And so chapter three and four are really going to be these concluding thoughts right. as he closes up and wraps up his letter. Yeah. And he's been talking about so many amazing things, so many things that are so practical for us as we sit here today mm-hmm. in 2021. Yeah. Um, And it's almost like he gives us, it's funny because, you know, in chapter one and two, even though it wasn't, you know, written as chapters, all of the, all of everything he said up until that, finally, that we get to in chapter three, it seems like it's kind of a lot and it's a big kind of a, a big, it's almost like that phrase, you know, that, um, in later on in, in, uh, in the Bible that says, be ye holy as I am holy. And it's like, that is a big job. And so, right. and so Paul has talked in, in chapter one about working together, striving together, mm-hmm. you know, what it, what it is to, 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 to die to self and, 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 and Christ is gain. And then, um, and then chapter two, it's like, don't think of yourself, think of others. And so there's a lot of really, uh, he's told him to do a lot of stuff. And yeah. so in chapter, in chapter three, he's like, okay, now finally, after having told you to do that, yeah. Here's what it's going to look like. And, you know, this is why I think it's so important that we go slowly mm. through these things. And the Bible talks so much about meditating on the scriptures. And a lot of times I think we read that and we don't know what it means. It's like, okay, yeah. what is that like you sit in the lotus position and say, um, you know, or something like that. Is that what that means? And it's like, or do I need to join a class and take yoga? Is that what, no, that's not what this is at all. It's kind of the concept that when you read a couple of verses and they're packed like this, mm-hmm. Maybe that's all you need to read that day. And you just need to think about, okay, what do those verses mean? What are they trying to teach me? Mm -hmm. How do I apply it to my life? What what areas is the Holy Spirit kind of buzzing in on me right now and Mm -hmm. saying, boy, that's an area you really need to work on. Um, And then what does it look like for me to work on these areas? What does it look like for me to change in these areas of my life? Otherwise, we're just speed reading through a book uh, and, and, and there's really no merit to that. Right. And I, and I think you, you hit on it, especially when we see words uh, come up continually or words that we see, um, and uh, like the therefores that we talked about last week or, or, you know, this week, even that, that finally, it's like, okay, let's, let's wrap it up. Let's, let's bring it into a package. And then there are some words that are repeated even throughout this chapter. And it's so funny because some of these words are very small or some of this, these themes are very small that we've been talking about, but when it's repeated over and over again, you do need to take a minute and, and focus on my dad just preached um, on Sunday here in the Dominican and he preached for an hour on Hebrews one through three, you know, and it was really, he focused a lot on God spoke because that's how it starts off. And he was through it. It's like, okay, what, you know? And so when you see yeah. these two small words, but then you're just like, okay. And he, he, you can take so much, so much time unpacking that. And really, like you said, meditating and taking a minute and saying, okay, what, what do we keep seeing? 
Yeah, because that's really what we mean by this Rooted Deep podcast. Mm -hmm. And I think if people miss that, this is not your normal everyday podcast that we just want you to come and, and frivolously listen to for 30 minutes and then turn it off and say, oh, well, I really like Allie. You know, I'm not sure about Reba, but I do really like Allie. Uh, you know, but it's one of those things where I think that we want you, if you're going to be Rooted Deep, mm -hmm. you're going to have to take the time to reflect, to meditate, to consider what you've read and look at that closely in the light of your own life and then do what is necessary. Take the action right. steps necessary to change, to look more like Jesus. Yeah. And that's where the promises lie. I think yeah. too many of us, we think the promises lie in buzzing through the chapter. Mm -hmm. and the promises lie in the fact that we read the whole thing, you know, through no, in a year. You know? No, you know, that, there's no promise. If you read your Bible through in a year, you get extra right. brownie points. There's yes. no promise there. It's if I apply it, if I do uh -huh. something about it. You know, James says, if I look in the mirror as God's word reflects who I am mm -hmm. and I see something on my face like I would in a normal mirror, I would correct that. I would yeah. get a washcloth and wash my face. I would wipe mm -hmm. that off. And Paul says this is Paul or James is telling us it's the same thing with the word of God right. is, is God shows us things we have to respond and act otherwise yeah. it's just an academic exercise right exactly and and you know back to psalm one his delight is in the law of the lord and i don't know how you can really have delight in anything that you just are racing through Right. You know, or, and, and, you know, and you think about a good meal, like my favorite meal, I love a good plate of chicken wings and okay. you can't eat a chicken, like a plate of chicken wings fast and really enjoy it. You really have to slow down and you just savor to, it. Yes. You just got to savor there. Yeah. Yeah. Savor it. It's pizza, right? So, mm -hmm. you, you know, you've got, yeah. So you I'm with you. Eat it fast. Yeah. Yeah. You can eat that, but that's, a, but yeah, it's the concepts are there and the truths are there. So just reminders today, as Paul mm -hmm. begins to finalize his final words, we want to just reflect and remind you to um, think about what you're reading. Yeah. Think about what these words are, because he starts off with a beware, you know, or mm -hmm. a caution yeah. right off the bat in his final words. He said, look, here you go. Uh, I want you to, well, it starts off and he says, look, I want you to do this. I want you to rejoice. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I don't want to skip that one because it's such a good reminder there uh in Thessalonians to the Thessalonians he, he said to rejoice always yeah and again he says rejoice mm -hmm. Paul writes about this idea of joy and rejoicing and rejoicing mm -hmm. and rejoying um so much that a lot of people have themed the whole book of Philippians the, right. how to have joy mm -hmm. um, but he does command us to rejoice and I think it's interesting that it's a command to rejoice yeah and not a response to rejoice right yes. you know it's not hey when you feel like it rejoice yeah it's like no you rejoice whether you feel mm -hmm. like it or not and then the joy will come and that is so true it is it's it's one of those things that um he's just given him a, a, a huge he's just given him a huge task to do and mm -hmm. but in but in reminding them that you know that christ is everything mm -hmm. you are nothing and so just just dig into it and rejoice whether whether or not things are going good or you know because then he you know he's talking about warnings all the way through but i i think that par the, the parentheses of rejoice like this is not um, it's not, it can't be based on circumstances because he's the one in prison talking to yeah. them right. to be happy. He's like, Hey, right. I need you guys to have joy. And he's sitting in prison. Yeah. Right. And it's such a, it's such a, um, you know, it's such a play as we look at that. It's like, how could these two things be mm -hmm. true? Right. You know, 
how could they how could he be in prison and he being saved look you rejoice mm -hmm. and yet i think paul is the epitome of teaching us what it looks like to find joy in hard places right so you know as he finds joy in in prison it's a choice mm -hmm. is, is he finds things to rejoice in so maybe today you're sitting there and you're like Reba, you know i don't have a whole lot in my life to be joyful about right now yeah. then what i would encourage you to do is to find things that you do know that are true and real and good and start rejoicing in those and you say well right. i don't have any of those i don't have any yeah. of them then i say go to god tell mm -hmm. me what you know about god because there's always great things to rejoice in who yeah. he is um but we just we all need to find ways to rejoice because if not we go back to chapter two where he says in verse 14 do all things without murmuring yeah. and, and disputings and and we're we're prone to complain and whine yeah. and cry about things and the only way to really pivot from that is to mm -hmm. really find ourselves to have a joyful heart and in that we just say you know i'm 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 so thankful for this i rejoice over that although I may have this pile over here that I'm not so excited about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and again, it's not it, that, that rejoicing and that joy cannot be based on circumstances. It has to be based on, um, on what he says. And, and as he's continuing on, uh, in chapter three, it is literally all about Christ. It's not about you. And, and that, you know, it kind of goes back. It, it repeats several times throughout the chapter of, it's in Christ. This is going to happen, but only in Christ. It's not in your own, it's not in your own strength. Yeah. And he does say that in verse three, he says, don't have confidence in the flesh. Yeah. You know, so in our own abilities, in our own strength, we don't have confidence in that. We have confidence through Christ because of the work mm -hmm. of salvation that he has right. done in our hearts and lives. Yeah. The Holy Spirit living in us is part of that work of salvation. And the Holy Spirit is the one who empowers us to love to find joy. He's the one who fills us with peace and contentment. Right. He's the one that exactly. bears the fruit of the spirit in our lives. He's the one mm -hmm. who allows us to have the same mind and, and to have the same love for people. It's all of that because of the Holy spirit. And we have him because we have salvation. And that's really what mm -hmm. kind of Paul is saying. Paul says, all of this is possible because of Jesus. Right, exactly. And, you know, I think that the enemy today to, um, to our spiritual growth and to our contentment, I feel like is comparison. We end up comparing ourselves to um, this person or that person or that, you know, uh, this person's more spiritual or that person's or I'm more spiritual than they are, you know, and, um, and, and, and he talks about, you know, he, he, he gives them warning to look out for certain types of people. Mm -hmm. Um, because then he, he brings them back to number three or verse three for, we are the circumcision. In other words, we, as people, as, as children of God are separate and sanctified, but then you can't compare yourself to anybody else because then he brings up his own, his own pedigree. Like you said earlier, he's like, listen, if anybody could have to, could be proud of who they are and what they came from, it's me, Paul, because I have this list of things that makes me better than everybody else. And yeah. that was the, the Pharisees back in the day were, were super comparative. I mean, they would compare themselves yeah. to Christ and they would win every time, yeah. um, mm -hmm. in their own minds. And, um, and so a lot of times, and so even, even today, we might not be walking around, um, saying I'm better than you. I have this, you know, mm -hmm. but mentally we're like, well, at least I'm like, like that, or at least I'm, you know, or, yeah. oh, I wish I looked like that. And that comparison, when he goes back to, you know, what you said, don't put any confidence in who you are and who, right. and, and, and don't, don't, if you're going to compare yourself, <laughs> compare yes. yourself, compare yourself to Christ and wow. then say, okay, Christ is, I'm nothing. I, I need, I need, I need to put on, to continually put on your righteousness. Yeah. yeah Cause I think sometimes we compare ourselves 
to the best person we know. Yeah. Or or sometimes to the worst person. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I'm better than them, you know. At least I'm better um, than them. Yeah. And so I think you're you're exactly right. As we look, our our example is Christ. Mm-hmm. So Paul says, despite the fact that I have this long lineage of being uh, the best of the best in everything I have ever entered. I'm the top of the line. And yeah. I, I mean, I've got all the pedigree credentials to check off to make me from a you know Jewish perspective. I am the top of the line. And yet mm-hmm. he says, all of these things that were gained to me, I count them as loss right. for Christ. Because here was a guy who was at the, I mean, he was like the, you know, the boy wonder that was coming yeah. up. He, you know, I mean, everybody was like, oh man, you know, he's going to be the best Pharisee there's ever been. He's the best of this. And then all of a sudden he starts turns to follow Jesus. And now the very people who were, who were saying he's going to be the best of the best hate his guts. Yes. Yeah. And And yeah. Right. Yeah. He went from the top of the pile to the bottom of the pile because of Christ. Mm -hmm. And he says, look, um, he said, I count verse eight. He says, I count, I love the way, um, that the King James puts it, he said, mm-hmm. I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things mm-hmm. and do count them but dung. Now we don't yeah. use that word yeah. very often today, but that's that's cow poop right there. Yeah, I, yeah. That I might win Christ. Mm-hmm. So he says, Paul says, you know, I've lost all of these things and it's mm-hmm. okay. Because yeah. I really don't, I don't value those things are not important to me. Mm-hmm. They're they're on the equivalent of cow poop. Yeah. So really, he says I, that's I don't count any of those things as important. My whole thing in life is to win Christ or to look like Christ or to, right. to please Christ. And man, I just wonder, Allie, mm. how many times can I say that in my own personal life, and do I really mean it? Right. Uh, Again, it reminds me, you know how I always love to take a passage of scripture and compare it to another passage of scripture. Mm -hmm. And as you were talking, I count, it's, it's almost like if you compare and contrast two people who were in front of Christ and one who went, one who, um, the rich young ruler, Mm -hmm. who's like, Hey, I've been doing that my whole life. Christ is like, Oh, keep, keep my commandments. And then Christ gave him, Christ went to what he really was excited about was his own riches and said, okay, now just give it all away. And then he's like, no, I'm sad. I can't, I, that one, I can't give you, you know? And so you think you're too far. Uh, I'm a good person, but I'm not that good. Um, that's (laughs) that's not, you know, and, um, and he's like, no. And you see that the, the comparison of, of, of Paul saying he had all the spirituality uh, in quotes, um, but he, he he gave it all away because he wanted he, he wanted he didn't want righteousness on his own. He mm-hmm. he couldn't have righteousness on his own. It was all Christ. And the rich young ruler who's like, I've been doing that my whole life. I'm good at mm-hmm. it. Oh, and then and then Christ hits him with. And I think a lot of times uh, we we have a lot of things that we can say. Okay, we're good at this. We're good at this. We're good at this. Mm-hmm. And Christ is like, Yeah, okay, you are. But give me this. Okay, now, now, too, you know, like, like yeah. Rich and really too far. Right. I'm gonna go away sad, and yeah, I'm not gonna much. be transformed. Yeah, you ask too much, mm-hmm. and 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 Paul is like, no, he can never ask too much because none of our righteousness is of uh, if is of our own. It's all um, that that be found in Him, not having righteousness of my own. Verse nine, that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God. Yeah, and you know, I think. I know, especially I can I can speak from the American culture. I think in the American culture, things and and wealth and 
position and houses and cars and toys, all of those things have become really valuable Mm -hmm. to us in our American culture. And I don't, I think we've forgotten what it looks like to really value the right things. Right. You know, um, I remember being in India and a lady was in the conference there and I was speaking to in India and after it was over with, she came up to me through a translator and the lady shared with me how this woman had trusted Christ and the woman had heard the gospel many times, but mm-hmm. had never been willing to trust Christ because this is what she said. It costs too much to trust Christ. Mm. In and I, and I asked the translator, what does, you know, what, what does that mean to her? Yeah. And the lady responded to me. I'll never forget what she said. She said, well, when I go home, my family is very, 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 very da- devout Hindu. When I go home, they will beat me mm. and they will beat me within an inch of my life. Yeah. And now I've got to go home and, and I've got to, you know, and for me, I'm like, well, just don't tell them you got saved, you know, right. <laughs> right, right. Uh, just don't tell anybody, you know, and, but that's, you know, but in India, it's like, no, 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 no. I've trusted Christ. I'm no longer going to worship these gods at these, mm-hmm. at these shrines. I'm no longer yeah. going to do that. The household idols that they have set up, I'm no longer going to do that. Yeah. So this woman doesn't have a choice, but come out for the sake of Christ. And it just overwhelmed me. I stood there as that woman walked away and I looked at the lady who translated and I said, what will happen to her? And she said this, she said, well, we will follow up with her this afternoon and probably we'll have to come and get her and bring her to somebody's house and we'll bandage up her wounds and we'll Mm. care for her until she can stay better, until she heals. And then we'll hopefully be able to live. She can live with one of us because they will totally disown her. Mm. But when this woman said it costs too much, Mm -hmm. she understood it, well, she yeah, wasn't talking much. about, uh, you know, a hundred dollars or, or, uh, you know, a, a, a lifestyle of some, uh, yeah. A couple of casual friendships that they yeah, no, turn their back on you. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. It cost her mm-hmm. everything, you know, yeah. to, to, to follow Christ. And I, I thought of that when I was reading this because Paul says, I, you know, I count this loss and, and we can't just read through this verse and go, yeah, yeah, that's me too. Amen. You know, we can't read this because it does cost to follow Christ. Right. And, uh, you know, and if you're, I think if you're listening and you're like, well, I want to go to heaven, but I don't want it to cost me. Right. Then maybe, then maybe you've never truly been saved mm-hmm. because it does cost to follow Christ. Yeah. And we have to say, you know what? We understand that here in America, we've been so blessed. We've never mm-hmm. really had to suffer great, great right. loss. Yeah. But, I think it's important for us to realize the days may be ahead of us here mm-hmm. in the U.S. where we do suffer loss, but in a lot of places in the world, there it costs them so much to right. follow Christ. So Paul is saying, "Look, I, I just I don't value that, mm-hmm. and I just boy, what a challenge for all of us that are whining over a friendship lost or a boyfriend that we had to break up with mm-hmm. or a, yeah. a circumstance or a situation where people made fun of us or mocked us a little bit." Right. I, yeah. I just think we got to put that in perspective and say, wait a minute, you know, yeah. look at, let, let's look at these verses. And, you know, and, and thinking about that, um, that when, when Christ sat on the beach with his disciples and he asked mm-hmm. Peter, lovest thou me mm-hmm. more than these, you know, and, and, yeah. and what it's really going to cost Peter eventually to follow, um, to follow Christ. And he's just like, listen, um, you're, you're going to have to make the decision now because when you're, when you're faced with, because he's like, you've already faced with, you know, you're going to be faced with really soon. You're going to have to choose. And Peter chooses not wisely. And then, um, yeah. 
And then that, you know, because it, it's, and it's the same thing with, with Paul. Paul is saying, it is not my own righteousness. It is only through Christ. And I've counted everything that I've suffered as a loss because um, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and share in his suffering. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, this is what it's really going to look like. And maybe, you know, maybe it looks a little bit, it obviously looks a little bit different today. And it looks a little bit different in, you know, in the United States as it does, you know, around the world, whether it's in, you know, in, in highly religious areas, like whether it's Catholicism or he or, or Hindu, where the devout is saying, listen, do not come home if you're, if you're going to profess Christ, just, you know, you have no home anymore. And several of our, the people in our churches uh, here in the Dominican have encountered that, um, that just mm -hmm. devout, they don't even bother. If you're going to talk about Christ, you know, you no longer have a home here, you know, yeah. and um, in other, in other circumstances, but what is it? And, and a lot of times with, with us, God is saying, you know, you've given me almost everything, mm. but there's still and, you know, just like the, the rich young ruler, like, yeah, you're, you're pretty good, but there's one thing that you still need to do. And that's usually, and, and, and God knows with everything, just like he did with the, the Samaritan woman. Um, yeah, but this is happening or yes, but you know, and, and he, and he goes to that, that, where are you? And, uh, and what do you have that, yeah. that you're supposed to give me? <laughs> I do love that because I think Paul understands, you know, he's not in case somebody says, well, that's Paul right? I mean, you know, of course, that's the Apostle Paul we're dealing with here. Sure. And yet at the same time, we understand that, yes, it is the Apostle Paul. But he says, you know, even in verse 15, mm -hmm. he says, look, I don't, I don't count, I don't count any of the accomplishments I've had in life. I, I don't, I don't count myself to have apprehended. I'm not there yet. I don't look like Christ yet. So here Paul is even saying to himself, I know I haven't arrived yet like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah the way I want to. So, so he gives us this really cool formula. Number one, I forget what's behind me. Right. And then I press towards what's in front of me. Mm -hmm. And I think if there is a really, I can't know, I can't tell you how many times I've used this in counseling. I think if there is a simple formula for being able to get moving forward and get unstuck yeah. it's right here. Yeah. You're going to have to put the past in the past mm -hmm. and don't keep, you know, you can, you can only focus on one place at a time, right? You either focus on the past or you focus ahead of you and you can't, you can't focus both places. And a lot of people are only focused on the past. Yeah. And, and so I think maybe you're there today and you're like, man, Reba, that's me. And this is that thing you can't, that means you're not looking forward then. So mm -hmm. Paul says, we're going to have to turn away from what's in the past. Right. And I'm going to have to get my eyes set on what's ahead of me. And I'm going to press then forward. I'm going to press towards what God has for me mm -hmm. in the, in, in, ahead of me. And I think that that is such great, a little simple formula, but such mm -hmm. great truth wound up in these verses to say, mm -hmm. okay, Let's, let's forget what's behind right now yeah. and, and let's look forward. Jesus does that for us all the time. Illustration you just gave with Peter uh, by the seashore. Hey, mm -hmm. Peter, look, you love me? Peter says, Lord, you know I do. Okay, then let's forget what's behind. Uh huh. Okay, let's, because let's look ahead. And we know when we look ahead and we read the first few chapters of Acts that, mm -hmm. I mean, thousands of people were led to Christ because Peter preached. So here's the same guy who's denying mm -hmm. him in one moment. When, uh, being able to preach a message and thousands are coming to Christ. Same guy? Absolutely. What's the difference? Where he was looking. Where he was looking. Yeah. yeah. So he said, I can't, I forget the past. 
Okay, yeah. I'm look. I'm not gonna look in there anymore. I'm gonna look ahead. And by mm-hmm. looking ahead, it gave him. God gave him what he needed to go forward. And man, some of y'all, that's your word for a day right there. Yeah. You need to turn away from focusing on what you've got in your past, and mm-hmm. you need to turn and look ahead because God is laid out something ahead for you that is so good, and He's got for you if you'll just press and follow after Him. Yeah. And, and just like God, you know, just like Christ in these conversations, he revealed that to, to Peter, revealed that to, to, to the rich young ruler and, you know, verse 15 or yeah, verse 15, let us therefore as many as be perfect, be thus minded. Any, and if anything, you are otherwise minded. In other mm-hmm. words, if there's something mm-hmm. and then the verses, um, God shall reveal this even to you. Yeah. In other words, he's like, just get so you know if you're like i i don't know what's keeping me stuck or i don't know what's mm-hmm. i don't know why i can't push past this the but promise is right there but i'm stuck yeah. something yeah. i don't quite have that joy i don't quite have that that yeah. mind of christ where is that where am i stuck which part which part am i not giving over um the promise is god's going to reveal that to you and just mm-hmm. but you know and then again but we just need to make sure we we submit and obey. Okay. Once he reveals it to you, don't walk away sad. Just say, yeah. oh, okay, that's, you know, it's the search mm-hmm. me, oh God, and find out if there's anything yeah. that, yeah. you know, because I, I want to look like you. Exactly. And the willingness to stay there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The willingness to stay, you know, sometimes when I'm getting uncomfortable, mm-hmm. I, I want to get out of that situation as fast as I can. Right, yeah. And I think we all need to get used to being uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, we have to say, you know what, well, wait a minute. The Holy Spirit's convicting me here. I don't like it. I'm uncomfortable, but I need to stay here right here in the word. And I need to go ahead and let God do his work in me. And I don't right. need to shut the store really fast and flee because I'm uncomfortable. Yes. And uh, that's when we really begin to see change in our lives. But a lot of us, and me included, it's so much easier to say, oh, I don't like this feeling. I don't like these thoughts that God's putting in my heart. I don't I don't like the fact that God's saying I'm Conviction. sinning in this area. Yeah. I don't want to deal with this. So mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just going to close this. I'm going to close my Bible. I'm going to quit praying. Maybe I quit going to mm-hmm. church where they're going to talk about it. I just want to get away from that as fast as I yeah. can. And I'll, I'll, you want to get out I'll, of that refiner's fire. Yeah. So I can feel comfortable again. The yeah. problem is, yeah. you know, is there's no solutions out there. So, right. exactly. so man, such great stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course he winds up the chapter with the jo- joyous promise that one day God is going to take all the yeah. struggle, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> all the, yeah. all this sinful body that we fight, the flesh that we fight against and all of the brokenness that's around us. Mm-hmm. In this world. And God is going to make the change and yeah. he is going to take our, our, and we're going to have a new body and we're going to have a perfected heart. And we're going to, we're going to look like Jesus in all of our, in, in total perfection yeah. one day. And, yeah. and, you know, and God is going to do, he's going to change everything. He's going to fix it all. And I, you know, I don't know what that, when that day is coming, but I do know there's a promise that it is coming. And so right. if Paul could press towards it thousands of years ago, yeah, we can press towards it today by keeping our hearts and eyes on Jesus and knowing that he is going to come back and he's going to fix all this and he's going to redeem what was broken. And we're going to be able to finally leave all of our brokenness behind. Mm -hmm. Yes. For, yeah, for good. And, and live in, you know, and continually live in his righteousness that now we are, we will be made perfect. And, uh, and, and, and it's a, it's a promise. Um, it's not a, you know, it's not, a, I hope this happens, you know, it is a promise and it's something that we need to bank on, especially during these times where, you know, it's uncertainty. I don't know what God's doing in my life. The yeah. promise is there that he is refining for, um, and, and perfection will, perfection will come. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, hopefully encouraging words for us today. Um, let's find a reason to rejoice. <laughs> yeah. You know, let's, um, you know, let's set our hearts to that. Let's, let's, let's do our best today to meditate on these words that, mm-hmm. that Paul has given us, even though they're hard words. Let's ask God, God, if I'm uncomfortable with something right now, let me stay with it. Don't let me pull out from underneath it, but let me let me be okay with being uncomfortable long enough for you to do the change in me, to make yeah. the change in me. Um, and then we also understand that I love the patience of the Lord, the love of the Lord, uh, the long suffering of the Lord. As we struggle in our own brokenness, God says, hey, you know, there's going to come a day when I'm going to fix this. But until that day, yeah. you know, I'll, I will get you through this. Yes, absolutely. And so we hope that you can, you know, just hang on and, and, and go back and, and read, you know, now that you've, you know, now that you've been joined, you've joined us for Philippians three, go back and read again, you know, one uh, chapters one, two, and get to that finally in, in chapter three, and then kind of understand where it all connects and what he's, you know, what he's building towards um, in our own life. And, and let us know, um, talk to us, uh, email us or hashtag, you know, post, we've got this, uh, we've got this giveaway coming up hashtag rooted dfm and so um so at hashtag share it you know and and tell us what you're studying or hey i saw this in philippians 3 loved it you know counted how many times he said but or counted how many times he said mind or eyes and and i it really stuck out so just let us know yeah absolutely get in the word this week and that this is what this is all about for us is it reminding you hey this is a great reminder it's summertime we know um, but don't d- abandon your time in the word mm-hmm. just because you're on vacation. Yeah. So, uh, you know, get out there, get in God's word, see what God wants to do in your life. Get Download the, the uh, study guides if you like. Just go to the Dare for More app. And in the podcast section, you can download study guides with every one of these lessons. Hashtag. And we're going to be looking forward to winding up our study next week as we dive in, Allie, to chapter, the last four. chapter of the book, yeah. chapter four. And that's so, a good one. We like that one. It is a good one. My life verse is tucked into that one. There you go. And so uh, we'll enjoy talking about that. All right. Well, till next time, thanks for joining us on Rooted Deep. And we will see you again next week. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org. And look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.